0: Everybody, welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast, MTM podcast, if you will. I'm Sean Kuma, your host. So glad you're here. Joined as always by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman, and we have a really exciting show for you. We're going to start by talking about why we don't tell friends and family about the miles and points hobby and I guess why we do a podcast instead. We think this is a subject near and dear to a lot of your hearts. We had an article by contributor Ryan S. on the site this week about it. Lots of great comments, lots of great discussion, and we'll dive right into that. Plus, we'll talk about the Sapphire Reserve and upgrading it from a freedom card, the finances of it, the logistics of it, and then cashing in those points. Mark has been cashing in a ton of points since he upgraded just this week. We'll talk about that. And finally, Mark's going to share a personal story of mask shaming that happened to his family. He wrote about it on the site, and we thought it would be worth discussing here. And we also have rapid fires and more. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. MTMPodcast.com is where you can go for links for everything. You can stream shows there. You can find links to all the apps. That's also the URL you can give friends if you want to tell them about the show. MTMPodcast.com. If you love the show, please consider leaving us a five star review. It helps us out tremendously. All right, let's hit it. So hey, Mark, how has your week been?
1: Uh not too bad, not too bad. Weekend was good up until Sunday, which I know that's something we're going to talk about later. Got caught up on some yard work. The yard's starting to look good that I can actually relax on the weekends maybe. Got a little bit left to do, but
0: make any pizzas?
1: No, this was like the first weekend since early May that we didn't make a pizza, I think. But I think we made it on Thursday, so I guess.
0: <laughs> Slowing down. The the novelty's wearing off. No. Have you, have you well, experimented? Yeah, plus, is yeah. it always pure pepper? Is it always pepperoni? Or are you trying? to Yeah, do that's
1: things? all. That's all. I only eat pepperoni or cheese, so pretty simple <laughs> in my pizza. Thing. Plus, I think I'm no a anchovies? purist. I'm a purist that I don't think a pizza. Like, if you go beyond that, is it really? You know, can you really judge it versus other stuff? Yeah, you've you can't had,
2: truly so. get the feeling for a pizza unless it's a plain cheese slice, and then yeah. you can add pepperoni if you're trying to get fancy.
1: Yeah, the pepperoni, it is weird. Like, you get a whole different flavor when we add the pepperoni. Like, uh, you get a spice to it that's not in, like, the sauce or anything. And we've tried, you know, we've we've spiced up the sauce quite a bit. We put, like, different kinds of pepper in it. Uh, we put a little bit of hot sauce in it when we mix it up. But for whatever reason, when you add pepperoni, it adds a whole new flavor. Like, not just the pepperoni flavor, but, like, the juice. Like, I don't know. But one tip I will give everybody, if you want more of, like, a New York-style flavor, is put Parmesan cheese on the sauce before you put mozzarella cheese on the top adds a whole different flavor level to it. And like make half the pizza without it and half with it. And then take a bite of each and you'll just, you can tell right away. Cause whenever I forget to do it, I'm like, Oh, that this pizza's terrible.
0: (laughs) So you just uh, berate yourself. Yeah. Mark
1: forgot. (laughs) So much better than that ketchup and fried rice tip. I I mean,
0: (laughs) this is the info people come here for. Hey, we're getting better. We started with ketchup and fried rice. Now we're on to pizza and who knows where we'll go to where we'll go to next. How is how has your week been, Joe? Uh pretty good. School year is winding down, so just uh
2: ready for the summer to start. I'm looking forward to not That's being crazy on Zoom that you're every still single in day. school.
1: Yeah. Still next Monday technically. Oh I think we were done. Well, they gave us packets and they said you have to do these in the next two weeks and I told my kids like, Hey, we had one of those in text pools. I'm all I'm not gonna put up the pool until you get done with all this homework and they did it one day.
0: <laughs> it's amazing uh what motivation will do to getting things done
2: must have been quite rigorous that work
1: <laughs> well
0: you know my kids are old and all
1: like uh kindergarten those and high schoolers, sec- those high schoolers this kindergarten and second grade it's a lot of a lot of effort to put in to do yeah. mad minute 10 times
2: <laughs> but yeah anyway just running out the string relaxing so it's pretty good pretty chill
0: you missing uh any amusement parks joe you really I am I on a visit to anywhere other than the uh the house rental that you talked about last time.
2: yeah, I don't know i I keep thinking about it and Universal was a little more crowded this weekend and it seemed like some of the things were relaxing, but still, the thing that I really can't get over is flying. I'm still you know I found a bunch of articles uh, which I think I'm gonna post to my newsletter about it, and even reading those and like reading those carefully and scientifically like it really does seem like flying is probably okay but i don't know i just have this like mental block about it that i can't really get over right now so we'll see how it goes i don't i don't think i can make the two-day drive to florida but uh who knows how crazy i get over the
1: summer depends If yeah. it's two days by yourself then you'd love it
2: yeah well but then it also depends like if my wife's gonna make me quarantine when i get home like a four-day trip to florida is actually like a 22-day trip or something like that so
1: it's not like you're gonna go anywhere anyway
2: that's true that's true i mean i just want i mean my wife's one thing but i do i i do like having contact with my kids so you know
1: (laughs) full isolation like not quarantine from the world but from them yeah exactly you're just making it sound better to me man all right, well, you want to meet me down there at McDonald's? Yeah, let's do it. Aren't they, like, rebuilding? I think Benji said they're, like, building a whole new one, or?
0: That's the one on property at Disney World.
1: Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so they... it's not, they... It's not the, the OG World's Best McDonald's.
0: No, That one, I think, was pretty much gutted and redone, like, what, five or ten years ago. The world's largest one. No, the one on Disney property, they shut it down. They were com- They completely, basically rebuilt it. And now I know it's been delayed because of COVID and stuff, but... Nobody on property can get McDonald's anymore for a while. Life finds a way. (laughs) Yeah. You guys want to talk about uh, telling friends and family about miles and points? Uh, It's like the worst, isn't it? I I used to be so excited about it. Ryan had a great article this week on the site talking about why he doesn't tell friends and family about miles and points or about the hobby in general. Yeah, I've kind of come to the same conclusion as him over the years. But essentially, just talking about all the different responses he gets and kind of people sometimes they're curious and then they kind of give up or even in the case of ryan he said his sister thinks one day the police are going to show up at his door and arrest him i thought that was great
1: (laughs) (laughs) it does seem shady i mean to people that don't know any better everybody's like oh no that doesn't sound right like your credit's got to be destroyed and stuff like that so that does get annoying i used to People would reach out, how do I go to Disney for free and stuff? And I'd do this whole email, like eight paragraphs of detailed information, and they wouldn't do any of it. Or they'd be like, oh, okay, thanks for the info. Maybe I'll think about it, you know. Or I got to talk to my spouse. And so I'm kind of over all that. And even, like, at the restaurant or, you know, at a bar or something, people ask, you know, when they're traveling, what do you do? And I explain They're like, oh, that's cool, and I give them my card, and I say, hey, if you ever have any questions or you want to get into it, just email me. I've, I've yet to get an email, and you bought me a big stack of business cards, so.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for putting those to good use.
1: <laughs> so I do hand them out, but uh, they do not get any response. So I've kind of given up. My, I, I got my parents into it a while ago. And by into it, I mean, they got like two cards and now they just use a Southwest card and they've used it for like three years and they think that's a great card. And
0: <laughs>
1: they're like, hey, fly- I'm paid for a flight in like three years. This card's great. And I'm like, no, like you're just supposed to get it for the bonus. And then you didn't even go and get the companion pass like I told you to. I think I've had two friends out of the whole hundred people or more that I've told about this that actually got into it and stuck with it. So there's my hit rate. What about you, Joe?
2: It's interesting, you know, I definitely feel like I've had more of a success rate, but the thing that I found is that, um, well, actually, first of all, funny comment. When I was reading Ryan's post, at first I said, when people say, wow, tell me more, I don't say another word, like I read that wrong. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a pretty jerk move to not say anything like that.
1: <laughs> I don't want him to he, know
2: my secret. He actually said <laughs> that he does not say another word unless people say, wow, tell me more, which makes a lot more sense. Anyway. I have lots of friends who are, I would say, just casually into miles and points. And so they will ask for advice when it comes to like certain trips and things like that. And, you know, the nice thing about my most of my friends who ask is they will do the work, right? They may not kind of get into it as much as we do, but they will do the work that it takes to take whatever trip they have and things like that. So, you know, they're a little bit better than your parents in the sense that they have more than one car. Like, so they might sign up for like, two cards a year, three cards a year, something like that. So, you know, I'm happy to advise people at that point. But yeah, other than that, you know, I totally agree with you guys. It's kind of not worth the time and effort. Like if people are not going to do the work, do the research themselves,
0: then you can only lead a horse to water. I think a lot of it has to do with your personality too. I'm not the kind of person that's going to force somebody down a road. You know, I'm not an overbearing person. I'm not criticizing those types of people because I have friends like that who kind of pushed me into things that I have appreciated later. But I'm not an aggressive – I don't know that any of – well, Mark is kind of an aggressive personality. But <laughs> I was going to say
1: I, I've i done that. But not, yeah, I mean, not on I, this but on other stuff, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so I, I can see I, – I I meet people who all the time have tons of friends who do this. And I think part of the reason I don't tell friends and family because it gets a little frustrating but it gets a little overwhelming. I know that I one of my really good friends who listens to the podcast for a long time only had a debit card. And I didn't push anything, push anything. But eventually over time, he he got some cards. I let him kind of figure it out for himself on his own terms and then helped him with whatever he wanted help with. So I wasn't pushing him. And so that's kind of my strategy. But I don't fault people who kind of are so excited about this that they want to share that passion and kind of get people to do it through (laughs) brute force or something like that. I don't know.
1: I think you either have to be like, Into finding a deal like a coupon person or just like finding deals like checking out Brad's deals and stuff like that. Or you have to be big into travel and looking at a way to do more of it or to do it cheaper to really get into it. I think like a majority of America is, you know, I want to go to Disney once a year and then maybe go to Vegas with my buddies and maybe take one international trip every like four or five years. So they're not really all that motivated to do it. So I think you have to have something like a precursor to get into it. As well as you have to be organized. If you're disorganized, then this is going to be like the worst thing for you, for sure. What are you trying to say about me, Mark? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no comment, Joe. We don't want to air our dirty laundry here on the air. But Joe, do you have do you have friends who are kind of disorganized that you just kind of they they've said I'm interested, but then you just kind of don't help them because you don't you know that they don't have what it takes. I will always like
2: if people if people ask for advice, I will always give that advice. And then you kind of it's like Ryan said in his article, you kind of know who takes the advice or who doesn't because they will ask follow-up questions, right? So like, I don't mind, you know, I, I type pretty fast. So like I can type out a bunch of advice in like five to 10 minutes via an email and I'll send that off. And usually if I don't hear anything back, I figure they probably didn't do it. And then if, if I do hear back, then that means that they did the work and then I'm happy to continue helping. So I get excited. So, you know, I love talking about mouse and points. So I might like bring it up even when not asked, but like, I don't push it on people you know i'll just talk about it because i'm excited about it but not necessarily because i'm like oh you should do this you got to do this man
1: you can t- totally tell when because when i first got into it i was telling everybody about it you know and, and most people you can just see their eyes gloss over like five minutes in and because you're getting all like in depth about oh did you know you can use like virgin atlantic to fly delta flights it's crazy and all this stuff and they're just like i don't know what you're saying and i don't care anymore <laughs> and you just keep talking
0: That's a good point. There's different levels of this, though. And so people can get involved on a very low level, like you said, maybe paying for one little trip a year or even paying for flights for a trip. So I, I welcome that, too. People don't have to get all hardcore like we do. They can jump in on a much lower level.
2: In 2016, when the Chase Sapphire Reserve came out, like a lot of my friends got that card and they they used it for a trip in 2017. Now, what a lot of them have done is they've just kept the card for a long time and they've been like slowly building up points in that. And then a lot of them are coming back around, well, pre-COVID, but, you know, we're coming back around and they were like, it's been four or five years. Like I have X number of points. Like I want to take a trip. What else should I do? And then, you know, I'd be like, oh, you still have the reserve. How much do you have in that? And then, you know, kind of recommend to them, oh, you can get one or two more cards and that could help you round out your trip. So, you know, for us, it's like crazy because we're like applying for cards every few months or at least every year. And we're planning trips every year. But for a lot of normal people, like Mark said, it might be every four or five years, however, if they are organized enough and if they do the work, then you can still help them every four or five years you know to get the one or two extra cards they need to kind of make that trip a reality so you know there's there's a big continuum, and obviously you know I've realized over time that like there's no one miles and points method that fits everyone
0: what's the biggest kind of objection that you guys get when you're talking to people? Is it that it's going to ruin their credit or that something's not right, that you know you're doing something illegal or what what have you experienced people telling you? when they, when you tell them about this?
1: I think it's a a lot of like the credit issue. Plus they think like banks are going to get mad at them. Like you're doing something wrong or stealing. What do you mean? They just give you like a thousand dollars worth of stuff spent for spending $3,000 and, you know, paying a hundred dollar annual fee and stuff like that. So I think just uneasiness of the whole thing of, they think it's in the gray area, even though it's following the terms and everything. So I think that's the biggest objection I run into.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the live chat for the mtm diamond members has a lot of good points right now like it's complexity of managing too many cards think it's too much effort going along with i think it's too much effort like i have so many people who are like i just don't want to call at the end of the year to like deal with that annual fee i think that's one reason why some of my friends i mean as we know not that i should talk but i think that's one reason some of my friends kept the csr for so long because they just didn't want to call to cancel so you know <laughs> even
1: though you can do it over secure message people <laughs> Don't be I, all nerdy, Mark. They don't know that. In, in
2: 20, I don't know if you could do that in twenty seven You can do that now. Not, I don't know if like back in 2017, you could do that yet. But yeah, so I think it's just complexity and people. And then I think the other thing I got to say is that like most of my friends who asked me about this can afford to pay for the vacations with cash. So it's not as much of like a... I guess, necessity to use miles and points to like make that trip a reality. And because they're not taking as many trips, then, you know, they can afford, you know, that big trip every few years.
1: I will say like most people could probably pay for a trip every year or two just by getting a 2% cashback card. You know, there's so many people like Delta Amex cards are so huge and so popular. It's like Amex's most popular card. And it's like the worst card to put everyday spend on. I mean, it's gotten better with their refresh with getting some grocery bonus and stuff like that. But you're tied into Delta Sky Miles, which doesn't have any transferability. And it's on the lower end of the points spectrum. So it's like a double whammy. And if if people would just use a 2% cashback card, they'd earn way better. And then you can use that to pay for travel. Or, you know, how many people have a Disney card? That's a terrible card. And it's amazing how many people use less than decent cards and if they just would pick one like a city double cash and use it all the time they'd be w- way better off like substantially better off at least double
0: probably totally agree there and hopefully people if their friends are being stubborn send them to miles memories.com and we'll take care of them but for now, let's... let's... <laughs> yeah, because they won't listen to their friend, but they're going to read us, for sure. That's exactly right. com. All right, so let's move on and talk about something that happened to your family this weekend, Mark. I'll let you take it from here and kind of explain what happened in, in your article on the site as well.
1: The article is uh, titled... Um... Forget about travel shaming, mass shaming is here. It talks about an experience we had this weekend and kind of like a point about travel shaming. That's been something that, you know, as David said in the in the live chat, it's something that always has happened when you're going on a trip and stuff. People get jealous or whatever and, and they kind of shame you about it or bring up other stuff uh, you know like the environment and things like that so that's always been that way but then with the pandemic outbreak it got worse as far as people are like you shouldn't be traveling or you know that type of thing and there's been a fight about it and i think we've kind of turned a corner on that you know as things start to open up people feel more comfortable traveling they're doing road trips they're getting on planes stuff like that in america i feel like we always have to have one hot button issue to uh to get upset about so now it's mask uh shaming and this was actually the new unique thing about mask shaming is it's going both ways people wearing masks are getting shamed and people that aren't wearing masks are getting shamed that's kind of unique usually it goes one way not both ways so we were at a restaurant um we had been driving around and we it wasn't really planned but um we just decided hey do you want to go get dinner this is like the first week that restaurants have opened you know they have all the 50 percent Seating and tables separated and all that stuff. So, the protocols are to wear a mask into the restaurant until you get seated and then you're socially distanced or when you get up and go to the bathroom. So, that's what we did. Like half the people wore them in, half the people didn't. No big deal. When uh, my daughter had to go to the bathroom, so my wife got up, put her mask on, and they went to the bathroom. And so, my wife enters the bathroom and there's a lady in there and she says I just feel so bad for your daughter that she has to wear that mask she's not going to have an immune system she's going to be she's going to get so sick haven't you learned anything from china and I'm a nurse so that's like just out of nowhere you know no prompting no discussion just blabs that out at her my wife's pretty calm and reserved and she likes to think about things before responding. You know, I probably would have responded with some harsh words or some, some curse words, but my wife's, you know, better behaved than me. So she said, you know, please mind your own business. It's none of your business. No problem, whatever. And she said, no, I'm not going to mind my own business. And she looked at my daughter and said, I'm sorry, honey, that your mom, your mommy is uneducated on this subject. And my wife said, you know, don't, don't address my daughter. Don't talk to her anything and walked out. So they come back to the table, and she's visibly upset when she sits down. I'm like, you know, okay, did, like, a toilet explode or something? What's going on? You know, why are you upset? So she sits down, and she starts telling me the story, and and another patron that was in the bathroom, who's sitting at a table near us, comes over and says, you know, I'm so sorry about that. I feel terrible about it. That should have never happened and everything. And it was just so bizarre and unexpected. Either way you look at this, you know, I would never go up to a person not wearing a mask and, and shame them, and I wouldn't expect anybody... Wearing a mask to get shamed, but, you know, as we've posted this, people have shared their stories that on both sides of it, they've been shamed. And I guess I'll open it up to you guys. I kind of feel what I will say is I feel like, you know, you don't know people's backgrounds. You don't know their medical histories. You don't know what they're dealing with, what they have at home. So I, I wouldn't judge anybody. You don't know if the person not wearing a mask has a medical condition or gets claustrophobic or whatever. And people wearing the mask might have, you know, an illness that they're worried about or they might just want to protect others. And that's the main reason we wear masks is because we don't want to spread it unknowingly. But what are your guys' thoughts on it?
2: I'm not going to say too much because honestly, the story makes me pretty mad. But I think you're right. Like, you just need to, I guess, mind your own business. I mean, on the flip side, there was that video that came out of that lady who, like, mask shamed someone who was not wearing a mask inside a store. And she, like, videotaped it. And then the person who was not wearing a mask, like, coughed on her or something. Like, whatever. It's all It's all, like, messed up. Right. But, you know, I think obviously if it's the policy in a restaurant or in a store to have a mask on, then you should be following the policy. It's private property. You got to do what they say. But if not, like regardless of whether people are following the policy or not, like it's not your place to tell somebody else Um, unless, you know, they are legit putting you in danger or something like that. So, I mean, that woman was totally out of line. Number one, who likes getting accosted in the bathroom in the first place? So like, get a life lady but then secondly to talk to your daughter like that that just really makes me upset that should not happen and and then you know, try, she,
1: to try to like shame my wife in front of the daughter to my daughter it was just over the top man like
2: yeah i mean it's ridiculous and then i i i'm right there with you mark like i would not have responded as well and you know you made me more worried because actually when you originally told me the story you didn't even tell me she brought the china thing like i mean i've already said this on this podcast like I'm worried what it's going to be like if I'm walking around with my daughter and she's wearing a mask because that's what we want to do. Like, what are people going to say to us? You know, I just, I don't, I'm done. That's enough. Sorry.
0: I mean, this, this anger in our country has to stop and this pitting each other against each other has to stop. And you make so many great points, Joe. This is a way to kind of pit us against each other. And like you say, Joe, when you're somewhere where the requirements aren't to wear a mask, like for instance, when I was in the casinos on opening night, or I was at Circus Circus for the opening last weekend and and videotaping it, they don't require people to wear masks. So even though I always wear a mask, and I feel it's for the protection of others, and I also wear a mask that's filtered, so maybe it's protecting me in some ways too, but it's mainly, as they say, for the protection of others. I can't be mad at other people because they're just following the rules within those establishments. I was at Costco yesterday and saw somebody without a mask. And Costco requires it, and the employees weren't saying anything, and it did make me mad. But then again, it wasn't my place to go tell them. And like you say, Mark, there could be other factors playing into that. So do I want to be somebody who's going to be part of the solution and moving us forward and creating less conflict and trying to kind of unite us? I think that's the side I'm going to personally take in all of my interactions. So I'm not going to attack people who don't have masks. I do wish more people would. I'm a little upset when people try to say that there's no evidence that masks prevent uh, transmission, because there's just so many studies. In Asia, they've been doing this for quite a long time. There's tons of studies from China, from Japan. People can look that up themselves. But it's just a shame that we've gotten to a point where people feel okay to approach a mother and a child in a bathroom to shame them for wearing a mask, something at the very least that mask was doing nothing to hurt that lady in any way or affect her in any way. At the very, if anything, it was protecting her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the very, at the very best, it's actually protecting her. At the very worst, it's no different than not, in her opinion, no different than not wearing one. And so, what is it her business? And it's sad that we've come to a point where people think they can do that. And I think that your wife Kirsten should be applauded for for not uh, freaking out and doing the right thing, being the yeah, better because... person.
1: In that type of situation or when somebody's so belligerent about a certain thing, nothing good comes from it. There's no conversation having there. There's no discussion. It only is going to escalate. So I give her a ton of credit for that. A story somebody shared in the comments was they were walking their dog early in the morning and nobody was around and they weren't wearing a mask. A guy came up to them and said, you should be wearing a mask. What are you doing? And stuff. And protocol is outside. You don't have to wear it. So that's one thing. But I said, you know, the only thing that makes this story better is if the guy came within six feet of you to say it. And they said, oh, yeah, for sure. encroach that space. So to enforce something that you think is right, you're actually breaking the other protocol that's out there. So no good comes from it. So it just is what it is, I guess. Be kind and courteous to each other, whichever way you fall on it. If I'm at a store and I see somebody without a mask, I might just give them a little bit wider berth just because it makes me feel a little more comfortable. But, you know, I don't have like hate or anger in my heart towards them or I'm not going to say anything to them. That's their decision. That's is my decision. But also if like the store asks them to add one or put one on, you know, they should follow the rules of what the store wishes, but just be kind to each other. That's all, that's all we need to do. And everything's become so politicized and it drives me crazy, but I guess that's all I have to say on it really. Yeah, And I
0: will say something. Uh, last week, we just talked about why we had taken a week off, didn't make any political statements. And so yet we got bombarded with bad reviews and insults. And this isn't about politics. This is about being kind to fellow human beings. It's about being a good person. And it's about trying to create a better world in this craziness that we're all living through here. And that's our message of positivity coming out of this incident, not trying to divide anybody. With that said, let's move on to our next topic, which is juicy, because I know everybody loves Chase and the Sapphire Reserve. And this new cash out feature at one and a half cents each. And Mark, you were able to upgrade a freedom card this week and start like cashing out like crazy, right?
1: Yeah, so I've I've written about it a couple of times now, um, like our quest for it. And we couldn't upgrade the, uh, my wife's preferred to it because it had been within a year and that's against the law to upgrade a card to a more expensive annual fee within the first 12 months. And I'd always thought you couldn't get a second one. You know, you couldn't hold both Sapphire products, but you know, a reader had, mentioned that you can if you if you do it via upgrade. So that opened up her freedom card. I don't have a, any of the uh, personal ultimate rewards cards. So I wasn't an option. So we had to stick with her. So, you know, I kind of crunched the numbers and went back and forth on it and finally decided that we should pull the trigger and we upgraded her freedom card. Um, I give some more details in the post as far as like the the money aspect and, and why it came down to what it came down. But the bi- the big deciding factor was this month, you're still getting Five times on grocery, which if you do go and redeem the points towards that grocery spend, um, you'll get like $112 back. So that kind of pushed me over the brink with with the uh, food credit and with the $300 credit, which also works at groceries. So you spend $1,500 at grocery, you get the $300 food credit, you get the $7,500 7, points, and then you can also you know cash in all all your points towards that. So it's kind of a great perk for this month only unless they extend it. My plan is to cash out like a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty thousand points for sure. And then I'm going to cash out anything I earn over the next uh few months until it ends in September and then maybe a little bit more, but I'll keep myself like an SK getting between hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand points is is kind of my plan. But I don't know. Joe, have you finally uh started using your reserve for something good? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh it's on it's on the list
2: of things to do this month. <laughs> I finally started I finally started going in person to grocery stores again and uh, you know there have been some gift cards I've been buying to resell so you know I think I'm I think I'm going to be able to do it this month. I, I decided to give it up for May. It was May 31st and I was debating whether to go in but you know things got busy so I le- I left it too late for May, but in June I
0: promise guys I'll take care of it. But so you're back in grocery stores. I too have been back in grocery stores this week buying some gift cards. Wearing my mask, trying to be careful. I feel a lot more care, a lot more comfortable now doing it than I would have, let's say, a month or two ago. And so I'm, I'm happy to it. I think meant it's a lot healthier for me to be out among people too. So, have you had what kind of experiences have you had, kind of getting into the stores and buying gift cards this week?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty good since I'm home all day and grocery stores like. My nearest stop and shop is within walking distance. I can kind of get a feel for when things are really crowded. So I haven't had to go in any crowded time. And our stop and shop is huge anyway. Like they don't, they will run a line if it gets crowded, but they really only need to run a line on weekends because um, it's so big. So, you know, it hasn't been an issue at all. Uh, I want to get back to Whole Foods too, but that's a little further out of the way. So, you know, I used to do it all the time because there was one near where I dropped my kids off for daycare, but obviously they're not there right now. But yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. And when you go to the customer service desk, there was never really a line there. So it's pretty quick in and out, buy some Diet Coke if I have to, and then be done with it.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I've had pretty good experiences this week doing that. And it feels good to be back in the stores. It feels good to be generating points again, uh, which is something I hadn't admittedly done very well the last couple of months, even though I've been selling off inventory and stuff like that. So that's been been really good. Um, I have a decision to make too because I had been holding out for my wife to apply for the CSR because it'd been 4 year or will it be 4 years pretty soon. But she has three freedom cards and now Mark has me thinking of maybe converting one of those to kind of jump on the opportunity now and then using one of those slots for something other than CSR, one of those 524 slots for something other than getting a new CSR. So some definite uh, outside-the-box thinking needs to happen. I need to sit down and play with that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, since you
1: see. like um, Hyatt as much, you know, I could do that one. Well, unless she's gotten it within in the last two years. or
0: No, she hasn't, actually, because oh, most yeah. of our so Hyatt activity. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's definitely a couple of cards when I really started thinking about it, uh, Hyatt being one of them, like, well, maybe maybe getting CSR isn't the best move. Maybe I should get one of these other cards with the limited slots we have. So like I said, she has three freedom cards. So definitely some capacity there. So I'm definitely thinking about it. And I appreciate the kind of the process that you went through. And I agree that you made the right choice, obviously. And the timing is great. And I like how you laid out in the article, the link in the description, all of the finances. So if you want to look at how he's factoring in the credits and the points earned, and all of that towards the value that he's paying, because he's paying that annual fee, he's figuring out how the math works. And I agree, it works pretty well for you.
1: Now, one thing that will be really interesting is if the annual fee gets prorated, which they've done with other cards, but I'm not going to say for sure they're going to prorate it and base it off of my freedom or her freedom anniversary date until I actually get billed the annual fee. But let's say that happens where it's a prorated annual fee, and then the next time the annual fee comes, like let's say we're six months into it, and I'm only paying half the annual fee, and then six months comes, and the new annual fee posts, and then I downgrade it again, you really come out ahead. So that's another potential thing to consider. I can't say for sure that it'll play out that way, but that's what I'm thinking it will.
0: All right. And we'll follow up if anything crazy happens with that experience. I'm sure Mark will share it with readers as he goes through his experience there. And so you've already cashed out what quite a lot, right?
1: Like three, $400 worth. And that was just stuff that I had spend on my freedom so it goes back 90 days so as soon as you upgrade you can go back 90 days and if you're upgrading from like a freedom card and you've been spending at groceries you should include that into your um, cash out options instead of thinking okay i gotta go spend 2500 dollars at the grocery store if you already spent 1500 dollars in the last um three months on on your freedom card that you're upgrading then you can actually those become instantly accessible to redeem towards so that's something to consider same with the preferred. If you've been hitting the three times groceries in May and June then you upgrade it, then that's another thing. So I've already done that. And then I got a couple thousand dollars worth of grocery spend this week on it. So I'll start cashing out as soon as that posts to credits, 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 I'm making money. Basically, I feel like I'm getting paid to do something that I like. So it's good stuff. Getting paid. <laughs> All right I think I'm we' gonna make uh, it rain in my in my bedroom
0: Mark's making it rain
1: just throw uh sapphire cards in the air make it rain I got a quick question for you mark
2: so when you cash out do you like set it aside for travel or you just use the cash like that's kind of um, my hang up for cashing out like I feel like if I cash it out I'm not gonna end up using it for travel
1: my plan is to hold on to it uh to use for travel and then I think like um with future travel, I think there's going to be a lot of deals, so cash might be the way to go anyway. Um, but it's also nice to have it sitting there in case something does happen, you know, in case a fridge breaks or something like that, and then we don't have to dip into savings. We can use that money if we need to. So plan on using it for travel, but if, if the um, need arises, then I'll, I'll dip into that for sure. Got it.
0: And let's finish this thing strong with some rapid fire
1: so rapid fire. First one, I wrote it up. Reader shared some phone calls he got from Amex. We originally thought maybe it was a financial, like a mini financial review, but it is um, just something that business cards get, especially if they're newer business cards. And once you hit like around $25,000 in spend, you get four questions, which are are pretty weird. Um, multiple people have said they've gotten these questions, so it's pretty pretty normal, but I'll just run through them real quick. Do you purchase money orders of $1,000 or more? Do you purchase 1000 or more in cashier's items? Are you buying store-valued products of $1,000 or more? If I were to come up to you and ask you to cash something for me, would you do that? Which I thought that one was the weirdest question. but <laughs> So don't get freaked out if you get that phone call. It's a standard operating procedure. You're not under a review or anything. They just, I think, want to confirm that once you hit a certain spread threshold in case they need to get more information from you. So That last question is... Yeah, super a strange. disconcerting. Yeah. Like, well, who who would be like, yes, a bank? I don't, who else?
0: <laughs> American Express always has weird stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. So.
1: And uh, Sean, you had the next one?
0: Yeah. Chase uh, has announced their Freedom third quarter categories, and they kept it pretty simple Amazon.com and Whole Foods of Market. And of course, Whole Foods, you can get groceries. They have a limited selection of gift cards there. I think they do have Visa gift cards, but I have never personally done anything with those amazon.com lots of opportunity i think personally uh, i know people who use buyers clubs out there there's a lot of stuff on amazon so you can buy amazon gift cards to then use later on the buyers clubs or just simply pay with your freedom card if you're spending in that quarter there's also gift cards on amazon so you can use your freedom card to buy gift cards for personal use or maybe to later resell so if there's a brand let's say yeah and third third
1: party gift cards not third party yes yeah
0: so like for instance home depot I was gonna say that's a brand that you can generally sell for a decent amount. You know you could buy those if you could find a way to sell them stuff like that. again, I'm not saying that because the finances may work. they may not work. We see all kinds of promotions coming into like use a point we we've seen lots of promotions use a point and save twenty percent, not necessarily with with chase, but yeah kind and of if keep you if out.
1: you load your um if you load your let's say you get one of those twenty percent off with one membership reward point. If you load your balance first with your Freedom Card, you'll get the five times on that, and then use your balance to pay the difference after the twenty percent comes off. So, there, that's kind of a way to. I don't think uh, you can, use your, can you get, use
0: your balance, or you can yeah. apply a gift code because it doesn't no, you can, allow me to use my existing balance. You can use your
1: balance if it is. Usually, it works best if it's less than the amount. So, let's say the total comes to two hundred. If your balance is one ninety nine ninety nine, then you can use it no problem. Buy it for one penny less than what you, your purchase
0: is going to be, and then you're set. I'm trying to think of what, I think it was the Discover deal that a couple weeks ago that didn't work like that. So maybe they're not always working like that, and maybe I did something wrong. But there's also just buying Amazon gift cards. If you know you're going to spend a lot over the holidays on Amazon, you could buy them at the end of September, spend that money, get your points, and then load them to your account. And if you're going to be spending anyway, that's a way to offset your, your spending if you don't have the Amazon card or something else that will earn uh, 5X in December. So lots of options. Check out the post if you want more information. Joe? So mine's really quick. Disneyland announced that it's reopening
2: on July 18th. You can check out the latest Disney Hacks podcast with Sean and Greg from from Park Journeys. Uh, they talked all about that. Uh, also, Disney World is opening on the 11th and the 15th. Anyway, a lot of Disney's opening right now. You know, For those of you who are in Southern California and thinking of taking a trip to the happiest place on Earth, July 18th is the day. Although I wouldn't go on that day because I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty crowded.
1: Now, I'm kind of surprised Sean told me that there's a million um Disneyland member member owners membership people
2: annual passes annual yes. passes that's what it's I crazy. was crazy
1: that's what I was going for um uh, what's Disney World? Do you happen to know like the number by any chance?
2: I do not know, but even if it was a million, they don't all like I have an annual pass Sean has an annual pass or had an annual pass to Disney world. they don't all live in Florida,
1: right? yeah, like so probably.
2: Probably in Florida, you have like tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand annual pass holders for Disney World. But Disneyland, it's like so much a locals park. It's like I think seventy percent of their traffic is local. So that's why you know most people think Disneyland is going to be more crowded than Disney World because Disney World is where you know people come from around the world to go visit. Disneyland, it's mostly U.S. visitors, and of those U.S. visitors, it's mostly California.
1: Which is crazy because a lot of people rate Disneyland as the best of all the parks, so it's kind of funny that Disney World gets all the
0: all the hype. East Coast bias, it.
2: marketing. There's a lot more. There's a lot of more space. In beast, Beast
0: Coast. I'll say that the true uh, locals Disneyland is Hong Kong Disneyland, which is opening and like they gave like almost no notice. What three or four days notice? And they're it's opening, opening the day this comes out. Very exciting. Yeah on the 18th. And Hong Kong's borders are essentially closed. So that's my joke about it being a local spark. Only locals, people from Hong Kong, in Hong Kong can obviously go there. No tourists or anything else. So we'll see how that affects them because they uh, historically have drawn pretty largely from uh, tour groups internationally and uh, from mainland China tour groups, which I don't quite know how often those are visiting these days too. So But yeah, lots of cool things with Disney. And the Disney Hacks podcast is the brand new episode released today. You can find it at DisneyHacks.com too. So thanks for the little plug, Joe. That's what I'm here for. All right. And before we go, I think that's it for this show. Thanks so much for listening. Joe, uh, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast?
2: You can find my newsletter, tinyletter.com slash As The Joe Flies, podcasting about Disney at Disney Deciphered. Now that Disney parks are actually reopening, you might want to check that out. And then podcasting about miles and points, say Rossi observation deck.com. What about you, Mark?
1: You can uh, find me at Twitter on Twitter at Twitter <laughs> on Twitter at Macosti ten I'm almost at 200 uh, followers. Joe, are you impressed?
2: <laughs> my mind, my mind is blown. Sorry. I, I just didn't know. I didn't know what to say. It was so exciting. I just couldn't respond. To time. I'm sorry.
1: Um, or you can email me, Mark, at Milestomemories.com, comment on any of the articles on the website, I go back to you there, or our uh, Facebook groups, I'm in there pretty much all the time. So lots of options. How about you, Sean?
0: Yeah, Milestomemories.com. We have, what, 40 to 50 articles a week. Uh, mark, myself, and the entire team putting out, and our team is amazing, they're putting out all kinds of great articles, deals, travel articles, financial advice, news. So take a look there. Or not financial advice, entertainment that is about finances uh <laughs> disclaimer beep, yes. beep, beep. Uh, so miles to com. i know people listen to the podcast they're not aware that we have a full website with every day we have new content and we have our youtube channel which we've been putting up more i put up a opening day tour of adventure dome and the circus circus casino youtube.com forward slash miles to memories and then our facebook group is still going strong with over eleven thousand people so uh, join away there as well
1: it looked like uh amusement park lovers dream there was like 10 people in there when you were doing the video
0: yes i was very happy to be able to keep my distance from everybody get in there film it and and get out but yeah it's very and generous op- to call that place an amusement park though <laughs> actually i mean they have 25 <laughs> different rides i mean that's that, that's they more do than pack it in park. like the
1: way they set it up is pretty genius i will say i haven't been there in probably 10 years but when i walked through like half the stuff wasn't working so i don't know if that's normal or not but like canyon blaster arcade games and stuff it was it was an issue but hopefully they got everything up and running now that it's just it's been down for
0: a couple of months and actually joe it's a great park for kids lots of family rides lots of the smaller kitty rides stuff like that yeah so. take that joe so take your kids yeah. there i haven't been i haven't been since i was 18 years old so it was fun then so, so joe hasn't been day. since uh what 94 just kidding uh it's a lot better the night, than the late new 90s, york right?
1: new york coaster that just beats you up the whole time yes Oh, wait, That's no, true. I'm
2: sorry. I was. You're right. I was 21 years old my first time in Vegas. I went for my birthday. It was great.
0: Okay, Ooh. we got to go. All right, but yeah, so check out that if you like. So I also toured the casino and stuff, but all that good stuff. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the support. Leave us a great review if you like the show, mtmpodcast.com for links and you can stream episodes. Everything you need is right there. And thanks again for listening. See you next time. It's gonna be me. Bye.
1: Does anybody else ever uh, inv- like every time they hear somebody say May, they just think of that Justin Timberlake meme?
0: You're still with that meme, huh? Like leading <laughs> up, like in late May, April. May. Like leading up in late April, Mark starts talking about this meme. He and hates like every... it too, which makes it so much better. No, I don't so hate bad. it. It's just like no, not it's you. Justin Timberlake hates oh, it, Justin, which makes yeah. it,
1: <laughs> which makes it so much better. Oh, every fun. time every time he, every time Joe said May in my head I'm just like, it's gonna be May. You know,
2: you know, I really appreciate that I poured my heart out okay, to share with you that I didn't manage to do it in the month of M A Y, and that's all you can think of. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Let's finish this
1: kill, thing out with wife's, some... my wife's gonna kill me for saying make it rain in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even really think that through. <laughs> oh rick called me out on it though okay all right and let's now finish let this thing strong with then some rapid on. fires oh, why okay. don't you wait till i'm done talking and then wait, okay, i was go. already
0: started talking before you talked go all
1: right guys calm down
0: all right say it <laughs> what it's gonna be what, what are we saying
1: no say the rapid fires because i've cut you off like both times you tried to no say
0: it. you were but i wanted you to say what you were going to say i didn't mean to cut you off is my point i oh, didn't okay. know you were talking oh
1: whatever